Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the evolving role of health information management in the revenue cycle. And to uh, help us understand more about that topic, I'm joined once again by Laura Legg, who is the Revenue Integrity Director here at Bessler. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. So, Laura, you've, you've worked in health information management uh, pretty much your whole career, I believe. So why don't we start today's conversation by talking a bit about HIM departments and what their primary functions are. Yes, Mike, I have been in the med revenue cycle in uh, HIM for a long time. And the important thing to think about is that health information management departments are located right in the middle of the revenue cycle. So that really means that HIM can either serve as a bottleneck if it's not efficient and well-managed, but a well-managed HIM department can serve as a hub for revenue cycle activities. You know, it's where we we determine hospital reimbursement with code assignment. Um, It's where we send those clean claims to billing, where we improve documentation, ensure completion of the record. And there's also a lot of other responsibilities in HIM, but they really do play an integral part in the revenue cycle management. Unfortunately, there's been in the past a perception out there that HIM professionals just code, which can lead to exclusion of HIM participation from the revenue cycle management team. So I would just put out there that it's really important for HIM directors to become fully educated about the revenue uh, cycle management process in order to join the team and really contribute to it. So some of the typical uh, functions within HIM that we'll talk about today are reconciliation of accounts versus documentation noted, the order and timeliness of the processing cycle of records, of course coding, Uh, physician query processes, internal and external coding accuracy audits, and um, HIM also does requests for records and documentation externally. And Laura, as you intimated, um, HIM's role is changing within the revenue cycle. Can you talk about those changes? Well, in the past, Mike, some of HIM professionals really took a back seat to their involvement in the revenue cycle. But that really changed with implementation of the electronic health record. Um, The electronic health record has really been instrumental in drawing revenue cycle uh, departments together, as well as drawing together the finance and clinical teams. So it was really challenging in the beginning, the transition for HIM, because really, Uh, Just getting revenue cycle, billing, finance, and HIM to speak the same language took a while, but we've made a lot of progress in the last 10 years. Uh, Prior to the last 10 years, HIM's involvement was almost limited to the CFO calling um, the HIM director uh, every week and asking why the DNFB was so high. So we really have moved past that. Uh, That kind of put HIM directors on the defensive to try to find answers to some of those questions. But now HIM professionals are more active participants in revenue cycle on many fronts. So not only do they uh, prioritize their own department efforts, but they contribute across the revenue cycle and really look beyond their own departments. 
So the real challenges lie in what somebody referred to as the white spaces between the org chart. So the interdepartmental challenges with HIM and revenue cycle really include duplication of effort and overlap of responsibilities, interdepartmental problems falling through the cracks, isolated islands of knowledge, and a big one, Mike, is information systems that don't integrate across departmental functions. And of course, that what I mentioned earlier, we don't understand your language barriers. So really, we've spent a lot of time in the last uh, 10 years just breaking down those silos, which can be very difficult, but I see many organizations who are being or have been successful at breaking down those uh, silos between revenue cycle and HIM. Laura, where should HIM focus their efforts for supporting the entire revenue cycle team? Well, Mike, at the top of the list is always improvement of the uh, discharge, not final bill file, and of course, accounts receivable. They're essential to the healthy revenue flow, but there's many other initiatives where HIM professionals can play an important role. They're really an important part of the revenue cycle team and should be involved in most of the improvement initiatives. One of the things that's happened over the course of the last 10 years, Mike, is that web-based remote coding has really uh, brought in those long-sought success stories around lowering the DNFB. Uh, HIM professionals can also become invaluable to the organization by understanding and contributing more to the revenue cycle functions. Um, and this, this really now replaces those defensive, those defensive responses we used to have to CFOs. But I would say I think that the three most important areas are optimizing cash flow, optimizing case mix index, and compliant billing. Laura, what are some of the activities that you would recommend to improve operations and relationships with, uh, between the revenue cycle and HIM departments? Well, it really they, there's really three top activities that I'd recommend, Mike, and they all revolve around communication, which is probably not a surprise to any of us. The first is a formal cross-departmental group or team that addresses revenue cycle management issues. You know, some hospitals have reported establishing standing committees specifically to address revenue cycle improvements. Can many membership should be broad and should include clinicians, uh, business office, quality staff, and HIM professionals, and even more uh, depending on your facilities. And this group should address a wide range of topics, including defining the revenue cycle, establishing roles of various departments, monitoring performance, and problem solving. So that's a really important one. The second one also, Mike, that we don't want to forget about is those informal cross-departmental communications. This can be very successful. Even if you don't have a formal committee, um, informal cross-functional teams can really help. One um, hospital reported at Ahima last year that the assistant HIM director and business office manager were meeting regularly to approach clinicians regarding issues surrounding clinical documentation required for coding. So that's just one example where that cross-departmental communication can be so important. And the third mic is really to having HIM participate in various standing committees that are important to revenue cycle. Um, this seems to really have a positive influence on the revenue cycle management team when they all work together. Some examples of that, those standing committees, Mike, would be the charge master review committee and denial teams. Um, these committees would permit input from HIM 
and also help HIM professionals better understand revenue cycle management in their hospitals. Laura, what are some of the KPIs um, for revenue cycle teams that they track that HIM can help influence or drive? Well, Mike, I always try to be really careful in recommending KPIs. And, and the reason for that is every facility is so different. But before I would recommend any KPIs, I would specifically advise the revenue cycle team to assess their current operating levels um, which and see what really requires improvement and focus your efforts there, target and monitor those areas. Um, for years, I think we got wrapped in to do quality to do quality, but really now um, revenue integrity and revenue cycle teams uh, doing KPIs are really focusing on where the greatest need is. But some of the areas I see often that have key performance indicators for revenue cycle are value of discharge, not final bill cases, not to exceed two days of the average daily revenue. So that's an important one. Um, AR days, not to exceed 60 days. Uh, bill hold day set at four days post-discharge, and that really has tightened up. It, it used to be, you know, five to six days post-discharge, but now often we're seeing hospitals have a goal of four days, and so that's a really important one. And they use those four days, you know, to gather all of the charges and, and ensure some of the internal operations, but really to have that bill hold not be any longer than that. And then to have the late charges that are gathered not to exceed 10% of the charges is important. And then, of course, we, we have to also look at the entire revenue cycle from beginning to end when we're assigning KPIs. So one of the goals I always have for clients is accurate registrations no lower than 95%, because really the quality and accuracy in the revenue cycle really starts up front at the very beginning. Laura, revenue integrity is a, is a broad term that's used uh, in the industry. Does, does revenue integrity tie into the efforts of both HIM and revenue cycle departments for hospitals? It really does, Mike. And really, the, the integration of revenue integrity into the revenue cycle has really brought HIM, rev billing, finance, access, all of those departments together. But with HIM being the most vulnerable part of the revenue cycle, they really can be a primary focus of revenue integrity efforts. And revenue integrity really is defined in a lot of different ways, Mike, but most um, facilities are defining their revenue integrity process is a process that validates documentation, charges, and codes, really to ensure a complete, compliant, and accurate billing and coding process. So that's really, uh, the internal process and certainly HIM is mid-revenue cycles, really important that. And so a good revenue integrity team is going to include coding professionals, people from finance, people from billing, and as a group they're going to identify lost charges and coding issues and provide education and development of processes to improve this part of the revenue cycle. So that's kind of just a description of the revenue integrity. And it ties closely to coding and documentation. Uh, really, for healthcare providers these days to survive the surmounting financial and operational press pressures of our changing environment, both clinical documentation improvement and coding processes have to be connected to the key services within revenue cycle, including revenue integrity. 
So it's really important to have that ongoing teamwork between coding, CDI, and revenue cycle. And that can really create a great opportunity for a facility's revenue cycle to thrive. Laura, what are some of the common issues that you find your team is, is helping HIM and revenue cycle teams at hospitals with? Well, my team at Bessler really uh, provides multiple different services that can help within revenue integrity, but probably our focus, uh, Mike, is in DRG validation and compliance uh, because those are such important functions and fit right within the, the internal revenue integrity team. So instead of trying to take over a facility's revenue integrity team, we really try to go in, work with the internal team and enhance it. We also can provide auditing um, as well as inpatient denial services for facilities. All problem areas, and, and uh, certainly we've done some research to that effect, uh, which shows that those areas are, are very vulnerable, right? Absolutely. Yes. Coding and clinical documentation, you know, without internal external auditing and constant performance improvement, they can really be a revenue leakage if you're not careful. Laura, thank you very much for coming by and sharing your expertise on this topic with our audience today. Oh, it's my, been my pleasure, Mike. Thank you for having me. Visit Bessler.com forward slash RI for additional resources related to today's episode and other helpful information about revenue integrity. That's Bessler.com forward slash RI. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.